Welcome to the Derek Prince Ministries podcast, helping you to grow stronger in God. For more than six decades, best-selling author and Bible teacher Derek Prince has been a source of inspiration for millions of believers around the world. You too can benefit from his compelling biblical insights. And now, Derek Prince. Yesterday, we looked together at the picture of Israel entering the inheritance which God had promised them under their leader, Joshua. We saw that this provides a wonderful pattern for us as Christians entering our inheritance in Christ. I explained that there's a very simple, illuminating parallel between the two testaments. The name Joshua in Hebrew is the same in form as the name Jesus, Yehoshua and Yeshua. And so we have this parable. In the Old Testament, under a leader named Joshua, God led his people into a promised land. In the New Testament, under a leader named Jesus, God leads his people into a land of promises. Today I'll be unfolding to you the full extent of our inheritance, which is no less than all the promises of God. The key verse that unfolds this to us is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Make a note of that verse, 2 Corinthians 1.20. It has so much to tell us. Now, there are various different ways of translating this verse because the original language in the Greek of the New Testament is so condensed that it's hard to translate it. I'll read to you two translations. First of all, the King James Version, which is very beautiful, which says this, For all the promises of God in him, that's Jesus Christ, are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now I'll read the New International Version, which is also a very powerful translation of this particular verse. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Let me read that last passage again. And so through him, that's Jesus, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Whichever translation we follow, and both of them are good, there are certain very important points that emerge. And I'll just simply explain them to you. First of all, it's all the promises. All God's promises are available to us. Not some of them, but all of them. The inheritance is all the promises of God. Secondly, it's in the present tense. All the promises of God are yes and amen. It's not in the past. It's not in the future. Some people have an unfortunate way of interpreting the Scripture that robs us in this present age of practically everything that's worth having. Miracles were for the past, prosperities for the millennium, and in the meanwhile we're just left hanging on to a bare crust that just barely sustains life. That's not what this scripture says. It doesn't say they were. It doesn't say they will be. It says they are now. This is our inheritance right now. It's all the promises of God. And then it says they are yes in Christ, I've pointed out already earlier this week, there's only one source, that's God, 
There's only one channel, that's Jesus. There's no other way that these things can come to us but from God through Jesus. They are yes. That's very emphatic. God doesn't make promises and then change his mind. He doesn't say, I'll do this, and then when you go to him for it, he says, well, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure I will do it after all. But this is one of the most emphatic and positive verses in the whole Bible. All the promises are yes, just a plain, simple, clear, emphatic yes. God says, I promised it, and I meant it, and I'll stand behind what I promised. However, uh, we have to add something to God's yes. Uh, the New International Version that I read says, through, through him, Jesus, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. I think this is a very vivid picture. You find the promise. You say, God, did you mean this? And God says, yes, I meant it. It's yes. But in order to appropriate it, we have to respond to God's yes by our amen. You know, of course, that the word amen means so let it be, be it established. So when God says yes, we appropriate it by our amen. It's our amen that makes the promise ours at that given moment in that given situation. Now, the next exciting statement is that all this is by us. Oh, how glad I am for those two words, each of two letters, by us. Us means you and me. It means people just like ourselves. It doesn't say by the apostles or by great preachers or by evangelists or missionaries or by great saints in the past. It says by us. All God's promises are available to us, to people like you and me here and now. Then the other point that we need to see is that they are to the glory of God. The ultimate purpose of existence is to glorify God. And God has so arranged the promises he's given us that every time we appropriate those promises in faith, we glorify God. The more we appropriate God's promises, the more we glorify him. You see, really, there are two alternatives before us. Unbelief that robs God of his glory or faith that gives God the glory due to him. Romans 3.23, a familiar verse, says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The essential nature of sin is it's robbing God of the glory that's due to him. On the other hand, in Romans chapter 4, we have the pattern of Abraham who set forth before us as the father or the leader of all who believe. And this is what Paul says in Romans 4 verses 20 and 21 about Abraham. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Notice Abraham's conviction that if God promised anything, he had the power to do it. He didn't waver. He just responded to God's yes with his amen, and in that way he gave glory to God. So claiming the promises of God in unwavering faith gives God the glory that is due to him, but unbelief robs God of the glory that is due to him. I've been expounding to you 2 Corinthians 1.20, For all the promises of God in him, Jesus, are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us, or the New International Version. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. I've pointed out that it's all the promises of God. 
Now, someone calculated there are about 8,000 promises of God in the Bible, and they're all available to us when we need them. But we don't need them all at any given moment. At any given moment, we need to put our foot on one particular promise that represents God's provision for our need in that given situation. So the way I sum up 2 Corinthians 1.20 is this. Every promise that fits my situation and meets my need is for me now. Let me say that once more. Every promise that fits my situation and meets my need is for me now. And remember, the ultimate objective is the glory of God. They're all for the glory of God. Now I want to point out an important thing that many Christians overlook. Most of God's promises are conditional. In other words, in most cases, but not in all cases, when God gives a promise, he says to his people, if you will do so-and-so, then I will do so-and-so. But we have no right to claim the promise unless we first meet the condition. Uh, A good example of this is the promises of blessings that I was dealing with last week, uh, found in Deuteronomy chapter 28, the whole list of blessings. But we need to bear in mind that the condition stated, first of all, is if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God. So if we do not diligently listen to the voice of the Lord, we have no scriptural right to claim those blessings. We have to fulfill God's conditions. Then the next thing we need to see, and this is also very important, is that the fulfillment of God's promises does not depend upon our circumstances, but upon our fulfilling God's conditions. In other words, we have to keep our eyes on the conditions, make sure that we fulfill them. We do not have to be influenced by the circumstances. What often happens to God's people is that a believer finds a promise which he needs And he begins to claim it, and then he looks at his circumstances, and he finds that his circumstances are totally unfavorable. And so he more or less concludes, well, it's true God made that promise, but this is not the situation in which God can fulfill that promise. Now, that's totally wrong. That's where many of us lose our inheritance. We can go back again for a moment to the example of Abraham. God had promised Abraham a son of his own body who was to be his heir. He reached the age of 99, and no son had come. He tried on his own, and all he produced was Ishmael, who was not to be the heir. Why did God allow Abraham to get to the age of 99 before he fulfilled his promise? Why does God often allow us to come to a position of seeming impossibility before he comes out and fulfills the promises we are claiming? I believe there are two practical reasons, because there may be many more. But first of all, we are emptied of self-confidence. We come to the point where we know that if it's going to be done, God is going to be the one that does it. That's where Abraham came. He knew his own body was, from the point of view of procreation, dead. He knew that Sarah's womb was dead. He knew that there was no natural possibility any longer for the promise to be fulfilled. Therefore, he had to focus his eyes solely and exclusively on God. There was no one who could do it but God. The second reason, I believe, is that when this happens, all the glory goes to God. And remember, that's the purpose of the promises, that God may be glorified. When there's a possibility that we can do it by our own effort, then we may take some of the credit for it. But when we come to the place where we know we cannot do it by our own effort, we're exhausted of self-confidence, then the glory truly goes to God.
Thank you for listening. For more inspiring teaching, visit our website at dpmuk.org forward slash podcast. And like our page at facebook.com forward slash dpmuk to join our online community. Derek Prince. Teaching you can trust. <laughs>